Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Archery Unfiltered, the show that cuts out all the nonsense and gets right to the core of what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Archery Unfiltered's in writing. Yay. I'm uh, hanging out with my two buddies, Jim Padilla and Alan Brunetta. Uh, Alan's a West Coast pro shooter. Jim's a, a, a veteran of the sport. Enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you're a veteran of the sport. Say nothing, nothing less than that. Jim's a man. It's Wednesday. It's the night before the blind draw practice session uh, at the Straight Arrow Bow Hunter. Is it Straight Arrow Bow Hunters? That is Something correct. Right. Yeah. And uh, how you guys feel about tomorrow? Feel good. I feel good. We did some good practice today. We had a nice, easy drive up. Yeah, we shot at the Ishi Archery Range in Red Bluff. The Itchy Bowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful range. Uh Awesome, uh, awesome practice course. Uh, you got to be a member to get in, just so you know, because yep. the gate is locked. We're members. Mm-hmm. We are now. We are now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an awesome range because we got to shot. We got to shoot everything from ten yards to one hundred and one. Yeah, actually, we shot awesome. three yards to one hundred and one. Damn, I, I missed that on the three yard part. My only gripe was like the little bit of wind that kicked up, but aside from that, it's a good range. That was practical. That was that was practical, practical practice. That was good. Yeah, that was good. It was for good. Uh, what good we may run into this weekend. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard of the weather conditions this weekend? God, my drink is way too strong. Thursday was, <laughs> which is today. Uh, no, Wednesday, which is today, was supposed to be the hottest and uh, just touching ninety degrees, and then. Jim, Sunday, guessing. Sunday is supposed to be the coolest with the high of the mid sixties. Cool, and uh, a small chance of rain a couple of days. Just a taper down from today. Yes. Yep. Now with the weather being like, you know, seventy plus degrees, do you guys realistically think it's going to rain? It's Up here, there's always a possibility of it raining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about writing is <clears throat> anyone that's shot it, and we've been shooting it for years. You one week. One year you'll get pouring rain for the entire weekend. The next year it's going to be a hundred plus degrees, and then the next year is going to be cold the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, Reading's always a crapshoot on weather, but this this weather for this weekend is looking pretty good in my opinion. You know, overcast, cooler temperatures. You know, so yeah, yeah it should be pretty mild. Hey. Do I do I need to put yeah. this mic in my mouth and that's, like that's eat it? Uh, that's perfect right there. So. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get the mic in there. So uh, <laughs> just a little less than that. This is a special episode because we're all drinking. 
where I'm gonna get. My plan was to get like drunk enough to where we all start to say stuff that's kind of like, you know, maybe Alan loses the sponsorship and maybe yeah. Jim's wife doesn't talk to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, seven dollar and fifty cent bottle of whiskey oh was God. unpalatable. Yeah, I, you know. I'm not proud of myself. I mean, listen to this. We're happy with Seagram's now. <laughs> I'm drinking tequila. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even drinking the Seagram's I bought? No, no. Oh, man. I feel like I just wasted $11. No, we're not wasting it. No. <laughs> Jim and you will drink it. Yeah. All right, guys. The first thing I want to get into is Reading Prep. Uh, in no particular order. Um, did you guys do anything special to prep for Reading? I I try to do an abundance of practice, a lot of... Uh, field rounds? I did field rounds, but I just tried to really, really do a lot of arrows at one time, a, a gross amount of arrows at, at a given distance. And I mm-hmm. tried to practice a... We got a pretty good 14-degree up 50-yard target at the range I go to. Mm-hmm do that a lot that's uh that that can help you simulate a, more than a couple targets here at reading mm-hmm. so that was i think that's helpful and then um i tried practicing f- like 67 yards on a 60 yard target 57 yards on a 50 yard target you know just try to extend um shoot further on a smaller dot yeah on what you know getting, i think like the 20-yard, 20, 30-yard 20, targets, I was shooting like 35 yards. You're right. The 50-yard targets, I was shooting farther than 50, you know, yeah, et cetera, I think et cetera. Blake Jerome put those two girls that he coaches, the, the guy Sibiller girls, through a similar thing where it's like mm-hmm. they're shooting smaller spots for the given distance always. Yeah. So It yeah. gives you a little comfort when you do get within the – Required range. Yeah. For then that. it seems like you're shooting a bigger dot. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Just a little more comfortable. That's that's so tough, though. That's like it uh, is tough. Yeah. You know, it's like how the the Russian trained in Rocky Four. It's <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. Except we didn't have steroids. <laughs> <laughs> At least some of us. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, uh, how did you TRT you prep? Uh, I've been trying to practice as much as I can. This year has been a lot busier for me to be able to get on practice a lot with my son being in different sports and stuff like that. But I have been shooting all the outlaws so far. So last weekend I shot Fresno Safari outlaw. So that's always a good Yeah, you and Jacob warm-up. shot that. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I had a little issues with some uh, sight marks and my sight tape because I had to make a few adjustments. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, uh, timing marks. Well, and, what do you think uh, – was the cause and uh how did you how did you fix that well in fresno i was shooting i lost quite a few points not horrible but not good enough but i lost a a few points just because i kept shooting low on everything so it took me a little bit to figure out what i was doing uh marks were just off a little bit uh you know started adding a yard and got it back in the middle but right uh, i just wasn't I thought I was happy with my sight marks and my sight tape, mm-hmm. but when it came down to the actual tournament, they weren't where they needed to be. So Let me ask you, what yardage did you realize you had to change your marks? You said you had to add. 
Yeah, so I had to add, add yardage. I imagine um, you shot a couple and you're like, all right. Obviously, you, you practiced with these marks ahead of time and you felt like you said and you felt confident. Yeah, so I, honestly, I don't know if it was just me subconsciously holding a little bit low at, you know, 6 o'clock so I could see the spot or if my marks were, were definitely off. But to fast forward that, they they were off a little bit. You know, I, I did have a, uh, some change in – my timing before that that I changed and I shot my marks and I thought they were good but I think I had a, f- a few numbers wrong in Archer's advantage uh-huh. that it, right were out of the just gate. yeah just that were just just off you know because I think one yard as silly as it sounds one yard being off on your tape is enough to lose forgiveness you know, out the bottom or out the top oh, of the yeah. spot. Less, yeah. less than one yard. Yeah. yeah. Less than one yard. Yeah. Each. It, yeah. Like, you might be able to still hit it, but you lose forgiveness yeah. out top or out bottom. Yeah. So, working through some of those issues, no excuses. You know, I, I thought I had it, and it just wasn't where it needed to be. But, um, you know, I ended up losing probably at least five points. Mm. On targets that were under twenty yards, oh. just because yeah, I shoot crushing. two arrows <laughs> at six o'clock, one just in, one just out. Yeah. So, you know, as I'm figuring these adjustments out, but I mean, I for so at the end of the day, end of day Saturday, I just wasn't happy. So <clears throat> I took note at a couple different targets, like a sixty yarder. I made some adjustments, put a new mark into Archer's mark, and then when I got up to a good. 20 yard flat i shot those in and then i started you know uh shooting my um shooting marks off archer's mark you know because uh-huh. i could do it like on the fly like you've been preaching right i think it's um, a good backup yeah. it I, is i don't want to take away from archer's advantage because i know the archer's advantage, archer's advantage is is what i prefer uh-huh. uh and i use archer's mark as a, a starting point to get nice a good sight tape mm-hmm. so end of day saturday you know i shot a bunch more got some got some solid marks in there after the shoot you after the shoot and sunday was a much better day you know shooting back in the middle but yeah Yeah, you you know you don't you don't get you don't get those points back so right right you know but i said no excuses you you said uh, while you were out there you knew something was wrong and you started making adjustments you know you just Mm -hmm. you didn't put it on your it's me i'm not i'm not holding it good enough i'm not executing good enough you're like no i'm holding it good enough i'm executing good enough and it's still not going in so then you you yeah. didn't wait you started trying to make the adjustments yeah. right then so that that worked out good you know I, I definitely saved quite a few points just by re-putting in some marks and and moving forward and adding a little bit so right but you know that was fresno so right um, it's at least it happened there and not here Correct. That's something you can mm-hmm. iron out. It's the whole point of doing those outlaw events is you can iron this shit out ahead of time. Yeah, and even, uh, you know, Sunday, got home from that shoot, put the bow in the bow press, uh, uh, retied my peep in, you know, had a little issue with that, no no big deal, but put it back in the draw board, checked all my, my timing, checked my draw length, checked peep to pin, peep to sight, or uh, peep to arrow, Got all that re-put in, and uh, Monday morning that just passed, I played hooky from work for a couple hours. And, <laughs> Fantastic. And, you know, got out at 7 a.m. The drive. No wind, and, uh, 
and did some really good shooting. I wonder if the economy can see this. Like, if you look at public stocks, <laughs> like uh, Monday and Tuesday, there's like little dips in yeah. the stock market. Like, yeah. What's happening? Everyone's yeah. going insane. Oh, yeah. Well, like they say, you never want to buy a car that was built on Monday or Friday. <laughs> no. You know? No. Oh, man. All right. So, Jim, I saw you have Archer's Advantage on your phone. I do. Right. And, um, and by on your phone, I mean you screenshot your site marks. I have it. I have the page saved. I screenshot, you know, to my photos. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our good friend Rudy goes as far as making it his lock screen. That's what I, I used uh, to do as well. You do also. I remember that. Uh-huh. Um, just so you can have, you know, uh, I saw you, Alan. You have a nice little hard copy of your numbers, you know, your short marks, all of them, yep. you know, that's a, a definite help, you know, if what happens for whatever reason, you're out on the range, you fall, you break your phone, what are you going to do, you know, <laughs> I mean, go dies. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you can't mm, always rely on technology, you yeah. got to have some type of backup, whether you print out your marks on a piece of paper, you shove in your quiver or yeah. your release pouch, but uh-huh. you can't rely on technology oh, to, i just thought of something know. we should so similar to when you travel i've seen this uh if you bring two bows i bring two bows i put one of my bows in your case you put one of your bows in my case in case right they don't make it this is what, similar to that this is what we should do Screenshot, screenshot of pictures and, and send it to each other <laughs> you know and uh that's not a bad idea <laughs> no <laughs> But then if we're all learning, guys, what are you going to do? Yeah. No, yeah, well, you, there's other people. There's definitely mounds of other people around that could help yeah. you with this issue. True. But I'm true. very adamant about putting my phone in airplane mode yep. so it doesn't suck the battery up. Mm. And, uh, you know. Right. Trying to be careful with it, not to drop it and shit, you know. But I remember uh, when I really started getting into competition archery, like, what, 2009? Uh, some particular people would carry a older iPod with them, and oh, they would shit. they would uh, have upload their marks to that. That's what Brandon marks. does. Yeah, an Brandon, iPod. Brandon has an old school iPod Damn. touch that he uses for just Archer's mark. I have an old iPhone. I could probably and the battery lasts. Oh, forever! Because <laughs> they're old ass phones. With well, it just yeah, not pulling cell signal or anything. Yeah, it's not it's not doing anything. So all it's doing is running that little program. And, <laughs> but it's probably not compatible now to the newer versions. Right. right. But, so, Archer's advantage. You're running it. I noticed you got a couple marks, or you got like uh, you got different numbers on two different pages. Yeah. And now, what's the deal with that? Why would you do that? Are you just trying to see which ones hit better? Well, s- the short marks, uh, I got, um, where does it go? Three feet mm-hmm. to um, 25 feet. Mm-hmm. So on the regular page, it only goes down to six yards. I see. So just see. in case. So one page has your uh, short range conversion. Mm-hmm. The other one's just the rest of your yardage marks. Right. That's cool. That's and cool. that's just... Um, when you hit the print page on Archer's Advantage, it only goes from six to 150 yards or whatever it is, and right. you know, and it has all your crucial data in there, uh-huh. your arrow speed. And the other page, you have to print it separate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I used to print the short-range conversion chart mm-hmm. and then tape it to the back of my phone. Right. And then my my lock screen was a picture of my yard. Yeah, you, you'll see people, you know, they got the hard copy, they got it on their phone, they tape one to their uh, sidebar. Uh-huh. They got it everywhere. So just yeah. uh, I remember people taping their their short marks to the sidebar, taping mm-hmm. to the back of their riser. Like yeah, smart. Like uh, like yeah. you, uh, you, I, Alan, as I'm pointing at you, and then no one else can see. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have a couple three uh, set of marks on those uh, hard cards for your Excel site. Yeah, with you, so you can add and change them as needed yeah i got the phone i got a printed copy that is you know cut out to because i shoot a sight tape but which anything under 20 yards i go to actually anything under about 15 yards i go to my paper Uh my printed paper so i have just two yards to 20 yards on one side cut out and then on the other side i have the short yard conversion to feet and then I laminated it. So right. Nice. Just stick it in my. Also, I just pouch. did it also so I can have it readily accessible. And then uh, I was just making sure, you know, uh, twelve feet, that mark equaled four yards. Uh-huh. You know, and I was just double checking. Yeah. Just equal. making sure there was no weirdness happening. Uh huh. So, and then uh, would we find that little fun fact that all of our three-yard mark. Was the same numbers as our twenty-yard mark? Yeah, strange. <laughs> that was uh, strange. For uh, me, it's ish. For me, it's like half. Yeah, you know, mine was dead, dead nuts. Dead yeah. nuts. Mine yeah. was too. Yeah. Well, you guys have uh, you know adult drawings. This is true. Mm. Oh shit! We got a phone call here. Oh, well, special guest. Hey, Rudy. Yo, what up, buddy? How's it going, man? Oh, good, man. I just got my car. I'm driving home. Right on. We're, we're uh, doing a little podcast right now. So you are. Yeah, you want to be a guest, or do you want to? You want to call me back later? That's cool. Are you recording like right now? Oh yeah, right now, right, right now, now, right now. You're gonna be on the episode, dude. No, oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. I'm, I'm here. All right, Rudy, give us a little rundown on your uh, recent practice for a reading. Well, exactly like what Jim said. Your training regimen in the for the last seven days. For the last seven days? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. It's way more complex than just what happened in the last seven days. Come on, Rudy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ru- re- Rudy's been on to something most, here. Yeah, the, mo- the, most recent, the most recent thing is, um, you know, before, before the, you know, the next couple of days is making sure that I've done all my homework, like, with the short marks. Make sure those are there. Got a good sight tape. Double check your first, second, and third access. You know, cause stuff gets bumped a little bit and moved around from going from shoot to shoot and, you know, taking your bow in and out of cases and whatnot. Right. Um, but, like, the big thing was um, having a conversation with uh, Blake Jerome. Um, it was uh, not so much the, the Mantis technology that he was using to measure steadiness, but just that. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> go on, go on, we're listening. Sorry, 
That was Alan. I was driving by his luckies, and there was, like, all these cops and, like, these, like, people all, like, tied up on the ground, and I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Uh, what? La <laughs> Migra? <laughs> yeah. I just drove by luckies, and there was, like, all these cop cars and, like, you know, fucking people tied up on the ground. Hey, let me ask. Uh, Rudy, are you yeah, running sorry. Archer's Advantage or Archer's Mark for this weekend? Uh, Archer's, Archer's Advantage. Archer's Advantage? All right. Well, so we got a 50-50 uh, split. Well, not between really. us. Between us. It's actually three people using Archer's advantage. He oh, started, true. but he's relying more. Alan started, but he's relying more on Archer's advantage. Yes. Yeah. He uses Archer's mark just to get his tape. You're using Archer's advantage. Rudy's using Archer's. Ar- Rudy, you're not using Archer's mark for anything. Um, not not at the moment. No, but I think what I'm going to do um, tonight is I'm going to print. Uh, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to screenshot uh, my marks as a backup in case it rains on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, and in case it rains, if it ruins my sight tape, I just need to have a backup. Right. Nice. Obviously, I, you don't know I'm how to pretty, put a sight tape on. I'm pretty, right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've waterproofed my, my tape as, as best as I can. Right. So, Did you, know, you use the Heather Gore method? The Did you use nail polish? Is that the Heather Gore method? Polish. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to call it the Heather Gore method. It's, it's more the, the uh, you know, the, the Buck Heron. No, uh, don't take away from Heather. All right. You know I'm Heather did I'm just telling you the person who told me how to do it with the nail polish was Buck Heron. Be, uh, Buck nails, uses nail polish for a million other reasons. I use pink nail polish on mine. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying he, I. You heard it from Buck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're not using Archer's Mark at all? No, he's not at the moment. He's just using Archer's Advantage. Okay, so what we got is a 85, uh, I'm sorry, 75, 25 split. That's true. Uh, or it's just me rolling into. Who else is using Archer's Mark? What's that? Who else is using Archer's Mark? Nobody, just me. Alan originally did it just to get a baseline, and then he went hard to the Archer's Advantage. Right. That means two people didn't do their homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to get you get you up to speed, Rudy, get you to get you up to speed. We were just talking about uh, you know laminating uh, marks, having uh, different backups in case of different scenarios. Your phone died. Yeah. You know, you were one of the ones I've seen uh, have the you and Wendell have. Your marks on your lock screen have uh, printed out marks taped to your stabilizer. Yeah. Well, now I got a picture of my daughter on my lock screen, so I'm really asking for it. You know. Well, That's more well, important. I would say so. All my all my short stuff, all my short stuff right now is printed out on a on, on just no, on a sheet of notebook paper, and then I just. Rudy, did you verify your second, uh, your three yard and four yard mark? Uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday. And it matches up. Your archer's advantage matches up. Perfect. That's usually, I, that's usually for me. Um, How you know it's good? That I have good sight tape. That's cool. If I, if I if I put new good numbers in, and and my short marks are on, then that means I got a good tape. Right. If if they're off, then then I need to go back and uh, like fine tune stuff. And one of the one of the things that I 
that I took from you uh, and Emerson. Go on. Doing doing that um, ensured that I get good marks. Right. And ever since I started doing that, like I never, I never really, I never right. really have to go back and make a new sight tape unless I change something like peep height or. Right. It's a verifier. Yeah. If your short yeah. marks are on, you're verified. It's good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good, Pretty man. Much. Did you uh? So give us a rundown. Like for this weekend, well, you've been shooting field rounds. I know you've been practicing a lot lately, Rudy, and it's showing. You know. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing to practice? You just shooting at various ranges, at. Uh... Um, I I kind of took a little bit of uh, advice from uh, that you you and that Trevea are always talking about that podcast. Yeah, uh, Huberman, Huberman Lab. Yeah, and uh, how he did the study about like being like seventy-five or eighty percent successful. Yeah, is the way to that's increase that's skill, skill acquisition. Yeah, so so what I what I've been doing is uh, I, I've just practiced a lot of fifty, anywhere from like fifty to sixty yards, just like whatever you know when you know when I, when I practice at uh, at Hans's uh, parents' house. Um, I'll go set up my target, and then I'll just walk, and I'll randomly pick a spot between the, those two distances, hit my rangefinder, set my sight, and then, you know, shoot around, go back, pull my arrows, pick a different spot within that range, and it's like, so I'm like, not just counting on one distance, but I'm just like moving my sight a little bit, just going back and forth and, and shooting. And at a distance where I know that I'm like going to get like 90% of my arrows in the dot every time. Hell yeah, so, dude. I, I feel accomplished and like I've done something. I agree. I think that's the way to do it. I think and then, if it's a ringer distance, you're not helping yourself. And if it's too difficult, you're not helping yourself. Yeah. And then uh, on the days that my wife has to work in the city and I drop her off at the, at the ferry in the, early in the morning, then I go practice at my, at my archery club where, where that range is set up for uh, 50 meters for like the world archery format. So, so I've been practicing. Um, I've been shooting a lot of rounds on a on a fifty meter phase. Six, dude. Centimeter phase at fifty meters. Well, we know you're but getting I'm ready for the uh, uh, for SoCal. Yeah, SoCal showdown. Yeah. All right, Rudy. Hey, we're gonna wrap this up, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. We'll call you in a little bit. All right, man. Thanks. All right. Bye, bye. I got I got one thing. Oh. Awesome. Well, that before was... we lost Rudy here, a little bit more on the practice. Pretty much, we all know how many arrows we're shooting, the amount we're doing, and the frequency we're doing. How much did you guys shoot at 101 yards? A little or a lot? Lay it on us, Alan. I'm going to say a little. Yeah, me too. I, I don't shoot those further distances a lot. I try to focus. I mean, it's good to shoot those longer distances because it – shows you what you're doing wrong but i try to focus more from 40 to 70 yards because that's going to be the meat know, and potatoes of the yep, shoot yep that's so a good way of putting it yeah. i'll shoot my you know 80 to make sure it's on you know a couple dozen shots go back to 100 yards shoot you know a dozen or two shots mm -hmm. if if my hunter if i'm hitting in the spot at 100 yards 
I'll only shoot it 10 times. Yeah. And then I, I'll go back down. I think I did about 40 arrows at, at 101. Yeah. And made sure my my mark wasn't low. My mark wasn't high. It was center. So then the rest of it is just, you know, assuming there's no wind or, you know, just do the best you can. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. About and then most of the time when I did it, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm, Lately, in the last few years, I haven't spent like a whole day on it. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna nail Bigfoot. Right. You know, I usually end up doing a little bit, and it's like the last quiver of the day. Is the big is the Bigfoot you every remember? you know every few days a right to left wind? I can't remember. I I think it's a left to right. Left to right. It's downhill and it tapers off. Mm-hmm. I remember the there being a slight amount of wind on Bigfoot. True. That some day, some years more than others. Sometimes of the day. Mm-hmm. Other yes. Times, no. Right. Uh, and that can come into play. The sun. Right. What about the elk? Eighty-eight yard elk. Do you guys remember that one? Always windy. Yep. Always windy. Right to yeah. left. Right. You guys remember that one? And, uh, I'd say at times. At times, you get Any other subject to change. Fifty-fifty swirling. Okay, all right. I'm looking up right now to see what day I'm going to shoot those two long targets. I can't even remember what target I start on. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it's a cool group. I hope you know. I, I, I mean, Wendell, I think you're on the same target as me, but split, split? A and B. We're like right behind you. Yeah. Are you guys split. on target forty? No. Ish. I thought 24, it was 25. 24, 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'm in, I think I'm in the 40-ish range. Yeah. That doesn't help much. You're shooting individual, right, Jim? You shooting team money with anyone? No, I'm not this year. I'm just shooting. Uh, Alan shooting with it. Rudy. Yeah, me and Rudy, Rudy myself and, shoot. and I. And I think, Alan, I think that's a, you guys are going to be a strong team. Like, Rudy's shooting really good right now. He's practicing a bunch. He's sharp. He's Feeling good. He's feeling good. He's confident. He's sharp out to. I'm gonna say he's sharp out to 60. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and I think if you're sharp out to 60, your 70 yard percentage success rate is is good. Is decent. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And it's the, like I said. You know, there there's not that many. You know, those distance targets. There's not a ton of them. You know, if you could stick with your 40 to 60 yards, 64 yards, that's yeah. going to be the majority of the tournament. Yeah, like like it's what we like got uh, 30 to 60. It's, yeah. it's actually closer yeah. than that even. What do you got in the 70 range? I know the 88 is the farthest you can shoot on a 13 centimeter target. I when I went over this on an earlier show, mm-hmm. it's you're going to hit most ranges. But I mean, range. what's the farthest you're going to shoot on a 13 centimeter? Oh, on a 13 centimeter? I don't know. Which is the 60 yard target. I think it's 88 and there's a 70 there's something. There's a 77. Yeah. Yeah. Aside yeah. from that, I mean, that's. 77. Is that the uh, bison down the hill? Oh, fuck if I know. On the first buffalo. half? The buffalo? Target two. Yeah. Target, oh. Yeah. 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 That's a trippy one. Yeah. Wait on that one. one sometimes. Yeah. Right to left. And there's always a little weight, a little backup there. Yeah. Yep. That one's trippy because. De- dependent on what time of day. As you're waiting, I don't know about you guys, but as I'm waiting to shoot that, all these thoughts of failure always creep in my head and I <laughs> fuck myself every time. You know, instead of approaching it like, okay, how am I going to hit this spice? You know what I mean? Or how am I going to solve this Rubik's Cube? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The more time you're sitting there, the more time you have to really talk yourself out of it. Yeah, and you're you watching know? other people fuck yeah. it up. You know what I you're mean? You're like, oh, look at that guy. He's really good. Oh, he just missed both of them. Or even worse, if you you're know? watching someone who's a dickhole, yeah. fucking 22 it, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't let that guy win. <laughs> yeah. I can't let that guy win, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're but so fragile sometimes. I know. I think it sucks. So much of this game is just your attitude and mental. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, if you guys yeah. notice, the people that really excel at this game are a little bit of like eomaniacs, right? I mean, and others, but you know, you see your, your share of like, I'm not going to name any names, even though this is an unfiltered show, but you know. There's no need. Yeah, people there's no need. figure it out. There's no need, but there's some people that are just like, I'm the shit, and that goes a long way. That kind of thinking, I'm the shit, goes a long way. Right. Especially in this game. And then it's great to see them chuck their bow into the bushes when they <laughs> fail. That's always epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. But, you know, you can't count on that all the time. What do you see, Alan? Give us the rundown. I was just looking at when I'm going to shoot that. Uh, I'm going to shoot Bigfoot Day 2, Target 5, into the day. Oh, so nice. Beautiful. That's nice. going to be good. Before the wind picks up. Yeah. It's going to be nice and fresh. You're going to be five, four or five target or four targets warmed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then good. elk, elk about halfway through the day. So, all right, elk, you might hit some wind. Yeah. Might hit some wind, the elk. But at least you get Bigfoot out of the way. Yeah, fifty. Dude, I watched Corey Sandwich. Corey Sandwich. Corey. You guys remember that that Canadian dude that tells hey. unfunny fucking jokes mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Um, twenty two the elk in the wind, like hard wind. And he 22 did. Yeah. And he's a decent shooter. He's a good shooter. Well, yeah. there's come something to be said for the grip it and rip it style. Is that what he does? He's grip it and rip it? I'm not sure. I'm just making it up as I go. Him and I were supposed to be partners one year. He's, really? He's right, a, right when COVID started, a, they were going to be that year. Then I'm they canceled the shoot. I'm just kidding, Sam. Sandwich. I don't mean to put you down. Not one bit. Oh, but your jokes are so Canadian. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> what, they, what was that uh, episode from uh, How I Met Your Mother? They found that one of the people in that series was a teen pop star, and they were like, well, you know, Canada, they're like 15 years behind everything in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... So it was like 95, and they were like, you know, this girl was a teen pop star. (laughs) Sandwich is somebody in Canadian shoes, right? He is high quality, national champion, regional champion over there. Yeah. He's a a beast. He can put it down. Mm -hmm. I watched him 22... The 88 yard elk in a wind that was blowing people's arrows about a foot. So he either read the target right, added clicks, canned it in the right amount. I, you know, aimed off. I don't know what, but well, when you shoot out there in the frozen tundra, you know, it's not a big <laughs> problem. Shooting a caribou, <laughs> and reindeer and shit. <laughs> you and Nanook over there. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> Aren't you gonna shoot up and like? Uh, aren't you gonna go hunting in Alaska soon? I was supposed to, but things got switched around for this year. Maybe next year. Nah. Okay. Well, welcome to hunting with the rest of us mm. normies. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, uh, all the respect in the world to Sam Ditch. He's a hell of a shot. What else we got on the list to talk about? Jokes need working. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're laughing. All right, what kind of whiskey sucks? Whatever the seven dollar bottle of booze what that Wendell White Horse. Yeah, White Horse. White I was, Horse. I was gifted a bottle of uh, of what was like antique whiskey, and they're like, "This has been aged like fifteen years. It's been in my 
wife's parents' uh, liquor cabinet, and you know, I saw the price tag on it, it said seven dollars, and I was like, okay, well, something that was seven dollars in what was twenty fifteen or no two thousand and five, probably still worth seven bucks, probably still a piece of shit. Yeah, the reason why it was aged for 15 years because it tastes like garbage and yeah. no one wanted to drink I it. I was thinking, you know, the only difference between that whiskey and shellac <laughs> is shellac is useful. <laughs> yeah. That shit is boot leather. Um, let's see. Aside from whiskey, that sucks. We, we, we uh, fixed it with Seagram's. Well, that's how bad it is because we went to Seagram's and it was better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, short Marks. We shot our short marks in today. We did at the house in the backyard here. Yeah, just to at the track. range we did a little. I did. Mm-hmm. I think um, we shot uh, th- three, four, eight, yeah. and nine. Three, four, eight, nine, and thirteen. That's what we did. Yep. I think um, a lot of people that are that have the personal goal of shooting a fifteen hundred mm. leave a lot of points on the table. Yes. With three, four, eight, nine, thirteen. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, anything under twenty yards is it. You shouldn't miss. Oh man, theoretically painful, like, painful. And yeah, we've uh, all missed them, but it's yeah. those are the shots. Don't don't get too relaxed on those close yards. Be like, don't be like, oh, this is so easy. I can. I'm not going to miss, and then you miss. They're meant to trip you up. And then yeah. again, on the other hand, don't get so uptight that you know you fucking rip. You, you just like blow it. Um. Everything's equally important, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think we agree on the 101. Mm, it would be really cool, you know? You, yeah. you shouldn't, like, oh, I lost points on that. No. You you could say you mitigated points on that one, but. Uh-huh. I, pra- I practiced three yards more than I practiced 100 yards. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I can say I did it. Form, well. form and follow through and uh, yeah. ex- execution are. Plus, as is, as important, the dots on the three are going to be tiny. Oh, that's what we could talk mm-hmm. about. We we had a little conversation earlier, two years ago, three years ago, on one arrow in two different targets, or two arrows in a single target for the three yard target. There oh, was yeah. there was a group of people that had problems, and they lost a whole arrow's worth of points. Yeah, because in so last time I remember the three yard was it's an arrowhead on printed on a piece of paper. You got to both the, dots inside the one and arrowhead. There's two orange dots per arrowhead. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like one animal is one arrowhead. Yeah. So you you don't shoot multiple arrowheads. Shoot the same shoot arrowhead. Shoot the same arrowhead. Yeah. And, and that he- happened where people shot multiple arrowheads and then they end up losing because they considered it a missed target uh-huh. right they shot two different targets yeah Eesh. so there's something on any shoot you go to safari you can get it, a clarification from the director of the shoot you know a lot of times on those short targets they'll have a 11 10 you know any uh Obviously, the spot is 11. The rest of the animal or the arrowhead the arrowhead or whatever figure is 10. There's no 8. Right. Some eight others, yeah. Uh, if you just hit paper, it's a 0. There's no 8. Fuh. So, 
I mean, that's why it's a homework shot. Ask the director. That'd be a good part of your homework going not only to this shoot. You know, we're all going to ask. We're all going to find out. Yeah. Uh, um, Is the director Randy Tucker? I'm not sure, but we could find out. Yeah, I wouldn't bother Randy. He's probably going to be moving people around in his... um, Yeah, he'd be slightly busy, but uh, he would be uh, someone in the know. Yeah, he would be in the know. But, you know. So what do we got? We got three, four... Eight, 13, nine. and nine. That's five targets at 22 targets apiece. That's 110. That's 110 points right there. If you are someone that shoots a 1400, that alone. 14. Say you shot a 1495 yeah, and you shot 21, 21 of all those five targets. Those five targets are enough to get you to a 1500. And I. I Recently, re-listened to episode one of my Archery Unfiltered. Oh, it was yeah? how to shoot a fifteen hundred in Reading, because mm-hmm. a lot of people were telling me how do you, you know, how do you shoot a fifteen hundred? And I'm like, a fifteen hundred is easy. And there are people like, how can you say it's easy? And it's like, well, if you break it down, and I tried to break it down mathematically to get all the short ones, and you eliminate the fact that you know the hundred and one, the eighty eight. The long distance shots. 77, 69, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I said something like you could 21, like 20 some odd targets or something like that, and still come away with 1,500. You could even 20 X number of targets and come away with 1,500. It's just a matter of can you shoot from 20 yards to 50 yards. If you can shoot 20 yards to 50 yards and not miss, 1,500's in your grasp. If you do your homework, I mean, that's necessary. I shouldn't even say 20 to 50. It's got to be 3 to 50. If you can shoot that much, 1,500's in your grasp. I agree. Yeah, very doable. Uh, that kind of leads us, me into the next thing that I had written down with goals for the weekend. Go for it, Jim. Take us away. Goals of the weekend, the main one for me is just don't beat myself. You know, uh, I'm not I'm, – I'm going out there to – shoot the the highest score I've shot and I think that's a 15 11 I'm looking to break that and I think I can do that uh-huh. pretty easy but I just I can't let myself uh get caught up if I have a little issue you know and then uh if I do have an issue I got to be on top of it right away you know not Damage two control. targets, not three targets yeah, later. You know, like control. like uh, like Alan was saying. You know, I was like, okay, I did a good shot. I should be there, and I'm hitting low. You know, don't be bullheaded. You know, I'm just like it was me. You yeah. know, it. You know, even if it is you, if it is is or isn't your equipment, you know, you got those knobs on your sight. Start moving them. Yeah. You know, and crank them on the fly. Yeah. Um, in a previous episode. I had said that the mindset you have to enter into this game in competition is very similar to the mindset that Donald Trump has all the time, which is where, like, was it me or was it the boat? No, it wasn't me. It was the boat. Let's figure out what's going on with the boat, you know? And uh, <laughs> I think in my analogy, I said you started calling people gay and stuff. <laughs> but you have to go in there with that attitude. Like, I'm, I'm going to break middle. Like, I'm breaking middle. So if it doesn't land in the middle, remember what Dave Cousins said? I don't care what you have to do to get the arrow to hit middle. Turn every fucking knob on your bow until it hits middle. Right. I mean, within reason. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like uh, um, a 
I'll go on Alan's good friend, Real Wild. You know, he goes, the good shots, the good shots are going to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got to uh, adjust for maybe the the subpar shots a little bit, you uh-huh. know. There's a re- reason why Rio's a legend. Yeah. He knows. You know, yeah. if you watch him shoot, you know, he's as he's shooting in uh, eliminations, that man is clicking <laughs> every knob he's got, you know. I mean, <laughs> if he had a, uh, a limb bolt wrench, I think he'd put some turns in the <laughs> limbs too, but he's out there, you know, click, yeah. click, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and boom, there's another one, you know. And his facial expression doesn't even change when he's doing it. Yeah. You know, just boop, yeah. let's go. Um. Alan, expectations for the weekend? Goals, I'm sorry. Goals for the weekend. Uh, Goals are going to be, I'm going to say shoot above of 15.30. Okay. 15.30 plus. Fantastic. 15.30 is my mark. I've shot better than that. But the last couple years in ready, I I haven't shot that. So, you know, I'm looking for a 15.30 plus, uh, which is I feel is doable right now with how I'm how I got my bow shooting. Um, I'm going to go out there and strive to shoot clean. Uh-huh. Um, Get a day clean. Did, shoot. You shot a day clean in the past, right? I have. I have. Yeah, I remember uh, I was uh, the group behind you, I think. Yeah. He was shooting gold tip arrows also. Yeah. I was Impressive. shooting gold tip arrows. Yeah. And what Matthew's bow were you shooting? <laughs> the, the 38 They're original. The 38. <laughs> yeah. And Zebra uh, Strings. And zebra strings, God, and stock yeah. strings, um, but you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there with the mindset to shoot every target clean. Yeah, but that's the mindset you need to have. I'm not gonna beat myself up if I miss one. Right. You know you gotta, you know like Jim was saying, adjust on the fly. You need to. That's what makes a good archer is to be able to diagnose your shot mm-hmm. and see. All right, what did I do wrong there? Okay, it was this. Let's do this. Boom, middle. I think also not letting the fear of missing creep into your your shot or your game. Yeah, as soon as you fear missing a target, you're going to miss a target. Yeah, I, you're do, I can almost guarantee it. I mean, that's Lanny Basham, volume one Yeah. of any of his books. You can't walk up to target and be like, damn, I'm going to miss this. Because yeah, you've it. already visualized missing it. You've I'm going to walk up there and say, I'm going to shoot this motherfucker yeah. right in the middle. How am I solving this route? Yeah. Before we get to you, I'm going to add a little segue. I feel I've done my share of practice, my share of quality practice. Sounds like Alan has too. So I'm not going there you know, with some kind of uh, unattainable, unrealistic expectations. expectations. I'm going there with manageable yeah. expectations. I've done my work. I'm both shooting good. Yes. If I do my Pre- job, this yeah. is what I will score. I think I can do it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, when I shot that 1510, I came off the range unhappy because I knew I, I left points out there, you, you know. Points on the I, you know, I probably those stupid-ass javelinas there up on the hill, <laughs> 30 yards. Whoop my ass. I don't know how many times. Um, Dude, the bedded deer, the downhill bedded deer, it freaked me out. The wolf behind, you know, there's like a wolf behind Bigfoot that, for whatever reason, yeah, freaks me out. That And those uh, those 40-yard mule deer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on! What what is the deal? You know, I'm going but, into every shot. Yep. this weekend, like, I, I'm fuck gonna, those things up. I'm going to take a little bit of uh, Alan's mantra and like, yeah, I this is attainable. Yeah. I, I just got to do what I know I can do. 
You can hit every one of those orange spots. Yes. yes. All of us can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the listeners. Yep. You can go out there. You can practice at 40, 50, 60, 70 yards, and you can hit the orange spot. None of those spots are unhittable. No. Nope. Everyone can do it. Yeah. It's just be able to put that recipe together to make that perfect dish at the end. Yeah. So it all lines up. When, it, when you need it. Yeah. Yep. But if you pull back on your first scoring arrow, you pull back and you shoot a 10, it can't control the rest of your weekend yeah it can't you know, fuck up the flow of- as i've seen it with you in vegas this year not to you know dwell on that one shot but you shot and you just like poof you're like that's gone i don't even know what who that person was or where i was and you continued to shoot two perfect 300s got yourself uh in the lucky dog thank you man and um i you know, what you, know the, you did everything possible. You didn't let it control you. I had felt that in that moment, the shot that I missed, I had let myself down in the respect that I had done so much practice to develop a game plan. Mm-hmm. And then when I missed, it's solely because I bitched out on the game plan. Mm. And I was like, dude, you owe it to your, like, If you put all this work in, you owe it to yourself to just stick to the plan. Yep. What's the plan? Execute a shot. You know, in the face of fear, in the face of fucking the thing up, just execute the plan. If you execute the plan and it doesn't go in, well, at least you did plan A. Right. You know, or you did the plan. Mm-hmm. And so. I, that, I don't know if you remember today. I was practicing today with you, with the, us, and I shot one at 70, and it was like so perfect. Uh-huh. The wind took it away. I don't even know what it missed the spot, but like I don't even care. I like I did everything possible, and it felt so perfect, and yeah. you know, and I held it and it followed through, and, and yeah. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. It, it broke good. Yeah. Alan, what was your high score in Reading? What's the highest score you've ever thrown down in Reading? Uh, thirteen. I mean, uh, fifteen. Fifteen thirty-two. God, damn! Amazing, amazing. Well, that beats my high. Was that the the same time you shot the clean yeah. day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That's uh, you and James were uh, teamed up that time. Yep. Yeah. Jesus, James got carried right to the finish line on that one. Yeah, I thought James was gonna like kiss Alan like in a <laughs> Casablanca kind of way. I was like, it was oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. James is uh, a West Coast shooter, mm. friend of ours. Missy James. Yeah, amazing bow hunter. Right. Well, okay. He shoots the broadhead shoot amazingly. Yeah. Okay. He's a good shooter. He, he's a G. He can wear that Kuyu. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. And he does. <laughs> Dude, how gay do we sound? <laughs> Dude, Just look, you two. Dude, <laughs> Alan's like, leave me out of Alan's this. Alan's like, get him in some Sitka and it might move. But until then, now. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> um, okay, so my high score ever was a 1525. I've never broke 30. I think 30 is admirable. Not 29? Yeah. No. I mean, no, the year I won it was a 1524 and then I was able to beat that by one point. Mm, and then okay. when I beat it or when I won as an amateur, I was 1524. Gotcha. And as a pro I shot it shot 25. So, like Jim said, don't give yourself an unrealistic goal. Right. A 1530 is not going to win this tournament. Mm. A 1530 probably won't even get you in the top 10. No. No. 
No, I don't, I don't believe so. The, a winning score is, what, a 1540? Well, that'd be perfect. Yeah. That's, that's, that's perfect. perfect. Uh, you're you're going to have to win this tournament in the pro class. You're going to have to be no more than three down. Yeah, I'd give it three down. So, three down. Um, we'll just say the old course, the record's 1539. Right. And I think the new course is also... 1539 or is it 38? 38. I don't think anyone's shot a 39 since Broadwater. Right. No. Uh, Perkins shot a 38 two years ago. Domagoy. Domagoy shot a 38. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Domagoy. That's your homie. Mm. Oh, my homie. <laughs> From the other side of the globe. Yeah. Croatia. Sorry, bud. I don't got a couch for you to sleep on. The red and white checkerboard. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, dude, Domagoy's a G. Did, I thought Perkins shot some incredible score out here. I think he did. I just did he, I can't remember. Did he shoot a thirty eight or a thirty seven? I thought he, he shot a thirty eight. Well, um when this posts up, maybe somebody in the comments could post it up. Yeah, everyone's gonna be too busy shooting. No one's gonna listen to this episode until Oh yeah, home. they will. You know how many people will be traveling still? Yeah. Hopefully everyone that's listening to this hopefully you guys had a good shoot. Yeah. And you met your realistic expectation. Swear to God, if you came off a of full course and told me how bad you shot, I'm just going to walk Mm-mm-mm. away. <laughs> You're going to get punched in the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put my finger in your collarbone. <laughs> so I'm going to tell him I don't sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Um, my goal... Okay, so... Here we go. It, amongst the three of us, I would say I have an unrealistic goal of a 1530. Right? Okay. I think that's realistic for uh, you. Some people would say it's realistic, but the thing I lack is the the confidence of knowing that I practiced my ass off for this. All right? Now, if you go under... My goal is 1530 because I feel like I've done all the work, the homework, right? Hey, last year you shot a 1523. Oh, shit. So maybe I never shot a 25. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe a 24 is what I shot as an amateur. And... Uh, Maybe that's my high score. So my second fallback... So if I can't hit a 30, my goal is to beat a 23 or a 24. Okay. You know? Just Those are reasonable and attainable goals for you. I think being able to beat my old score is, is reasonable. But the thing yeah. is, I don't practice outdoors like I used to. So I'm just no. hoping that the mental game... Like, I know my sight marks are on. I know my scope axis... You know, my sight axis is on. Center shot is on. What's left? You know, aside from breaking good shots, it's just mental game. Keeping your mental, at, you know, your attitude good. Right. Being confident in your shots, breaking good shots, setting your sight every target. You know, and that's yeah. I'm feel set I feel like your sight. Yeah, set your sight. Yeah. I feel like that's doable. I feel like I can do it, and if I do that, I think I can break thirty. But, I mean, thirty is a tall order. If I can't break thirty, I at least want to break twenty three. I think that's again. I think that's uh, reasonable and attainable by you. Yeah, well, thank you. I think all of, all the goals we have set are reasonable and attainable for yeah. uh, the um, amount of practice and the type of practice we've done. Right. We we just don't go out there and like have a goal of each practice day. I'm like, all right, I got to shoot a hundred arrows. I got to shoot 150 arrows. You right. Know? We're all no. We're every time we go practice, we're trying to sharpen the game. We have a plan. You know, yeah. today yeah. I'm going to practice. Like I, I said, I'm going to practice my 50-yard, 14-degree uphill. You know, that helps me with my form and follow-through, mm-hmm. execution. Helps me break strong on the angle. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, um, yeah, shooting, you know, farther distances on a prescribed target, you know, helps with my aiming. Right. So let me ask. This leads into the next, the next section of this expectations for the weekend. Who do you guys think is going to win? Um, that is hard to say. Uh, I did mention to you guys earlier, I think there will be a big score shot this year. Um, I don't have any reasoning behind it, but I just have a feeling because of possible weather conditions and this being the first big reading after this mess of a pandemic, uh-huh. people are ready. People are happy. A lot of so far, all the archers we've met, really happy. Everybody's. Uh, well, give us a name, Jim. Who do you think takes it? Any name? I think it's going to be somebody new. Uh, just someone who's been close. But I'm going to go with uh, someone from the past, Dave Cousins. You think Dave Cousins takes it? I think he can. Obviously, he can. He's, he's done advocate. it before. I'll play devil's advocate. Dave trains for individual events. I think he gets the most out of training for indoor. I think that's where his strength is. But indoor equates really well to outdoor, so maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, that one year of the monsoon, uh, at that time, Dave set the course record. In Reading? In Reading. I think Um, it was uh, 36. Dang. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Damn. It was one year where the, I was told that uh, it was raining so hard that when people shot, you could s- actually see the vapor trail. The well, your arrow penetrating the walls of Whoa. rain. So that fucking that's gnarly. Blows to shoot you know, that kind of rain. That does. Yeah. A B, who do you got? Mm. Who you got taking it? I. That's that's gonna be a tough one. You know you're. Uh, your normal guys, Perkins, Perkins Mikey, Slosher, he's gonna be there. He's always got he's always up there. He's up there, but he's never a contender. No, he, I think he finished second one year not too long ago. Oh but shit, well, maybe he's a contender. Then. You you can't you can't uh overlook though Bodie. That's that's what I was gonna say. He's, he's been <laughs> Blake he's been, Blake yeah. Jerome. Blake's good. Blake's yeah. a G, Blake. but I feel like Bodie's He's got that. Uh, I think he shot a fifteen thirty eight not too long ago on a safari. I fucking know, dude. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. Who tied him that day? Was it Blake? Yes. Holy shit! But that was, you know, not to take anything away from them because those guys whoop my ass every time. But you know, that was just a club shoot type of thing. You know, uh-huh. uh huh. This is prep shoot, right? Yeah. Th- it, no, I think I'm sorry. Uh, was it, it a was state a thing? state. State okay, safari. so, so it had, safari. It had some had some had some prestige, yeah, yeah. But you think those guys up in Washington live really close to nuclear reactors. You think that's why this shit happens? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the yeah. dudes up there. Hmm. Kai shoots fucking amazing, and he's from Washington, right? Blake's one of them guys. Yeah, Bodie's one of them guys. Uh, Henry Bass, one of them. Hmm. Guys. Henry shot pretty good. That um, Henry's won ready before. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's true. Holy shit! But he had some discrepancies in his uh nfa pro forms or something like that so, what yeah yeah come on henry i know get your shit together right <laughs> if there ain't enough bullshit surrounding you well i'm not anymore at least yeah that was uh that was a a harsh little 
segue uh, asterisk I should say to his uh, awesome shooting that year. Yeah, you know what's crazy is Henry cannot shoot for months, do nothing but get drunk on wine. You know, and then show up and just fuck it right where he left off. Box wine to do I'd to like boot. To, <laughs> yeah, but. I like to say that I beat Henry in a one arrow shoot off in Lodi. I thought it was Oregon. No, no, Lodi, Lodi this, this year. year. That was Lodi. Oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Oh, Lodi was the year before. I mean, uh, no, Oregon, Oregon was, Oregon was a couple years. Before. Is that yeah, we a guys, couple we years ago? Bows. Yeah, we switched yeah. bows. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, that's another podcast for Henry another used day. To talk to me about like him and this guy. Uh, what was his name? Big guy, lots of shoulders on this guy. Uh, br- let's say, uh, what's his name? Spit it out. Hulk Hogan. Oh, the God. Rock. He's got a homie who's just fucking. It's just big beefy ox of a dude. I remember the face. I can't remember the name. His name sounds like ox. It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Proceed with your story. Like 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 big rock. Okay. Something like that. Who cares? Um, Go. Moving on. Well, him and Henry kick it all the time. And they just get, you know, shit-faced on Franzia. And, <laughs> and Zima. <laughs> yeah. And then... The spot of the purple drink. Yeah. And now... I, th- I think Henry's, like, playing... Playing responsible dad... Father like, figure? Father figure type guy now. Fantastic. And just out of nowhere, he's back blasting... Yeah. Blasting the shit out of his He's, uh, Yeah, he's... He um, ever, yeah, you can't ever count him out. Never. Yeah. Exactly. He's one of those guys... Rudy calls it shot equity, right? Where you've taken so many shots that you know what you're doing at this point. You don't have to practice. You just know. Like Brandon's got it. Brandon Williamson. Yeah. He can just sit home, take pictures of steak all day, you know, put it on Facebook, and then go out and shoot a, you know, one handicap score or zero. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, those dudes exist. Henry's one of those guys. Brandon's one of those guys. I am not one of those guys. Me neither. So that's where I feel like... Definitely not me. Yeah, I'm shaken when it comes to... I have no natural talent. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fucking lie. That's that's a lie. I don't know about that. Maybe... uh, You're a gem, dude. Maybe. Maybe you just need some polishing here and there. But you definitely have the the drive. Um, Yeah. Yeah, easy. Easily. I mean, dude, if you shot 1530 plus in the past... That's amazing. You have the shot equity there. It's there. It's in you. Uh, aside from that, so, Asian American Heritage Month. It is. I called Wendell and congratulated him. Wow. Yeah, congratulations, Kai. You and me both, buddy. Yep. All I did was step on a Asian bunch of cherry blossoms. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. No, nah, it sounded vaguely racist. No. Dude, I uh, told you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jim. Oh, okay. Uh, not, not you. Dude, we celebrated. Yeah, we celebrated together. My boy Kai. I don't know. We should get together and eat sushi or something. <laughs> celebrate. I'll eat sushi with you. <laughs> and uh, let's see. The final thing. The final... Well, second to last final thing. Okay. That I'd like to get to. Let me see if I can play this. Uh, I showed you guys... Ah, fuck it. It's, it's way deep in the my Instagram. Paige posted a video. Okay. Right? Where she shoots a group. She then uh, proceeds to say that, you know, I move my arrow rest up. Here's the group. And she shoots uh, a, a, a relatively wide group. She's trying to shoot it. What was it? Two inch? Two inch dot at like 60 yards. 50 yards, yeah. 50 yards, yeah. And then she says, I then move my rest back to middle. 
to where I, she had paper tuned or whatever. No, she shot a group at 50 yards at a two-inch dot. She paper tuned first. She right. She paper tuned first, and then she moved her rest up. Or she shot a group, pulled them, moved her rest up, shot a group, Worse. moved her rest back down to where it was, and then down again. Moved it the same amount she moved it up. Downwards. Downwards. Past her zero point. Yeah, correct. And she shot this ultra, ultra tight group. Yes. All right. Now, uh, and she said this is group tuning. And this is where you just, like, ultimately what she's getting at, this is where you just move shit around on your bow until you see what works for you. She never said do this exact thing. She never said uh, go nuts and move every fucking thing on your bow, even though that's how I kind of just described it. But she said, this is what I do. Bump it up. Worse. Or not good. Bump it down. What did I get? Right. Uh, uh, Tim Gillingham posted on this. Kind of like semi-hijacked this thing. And he was saying, well, you know, if you can't explain the science behind what you're doing, you know, you shouldn't really... I, I mean, I might be paraphrasing this wrong. But he's like, what's the science behind it? Because you have to be able to explain what you're doing. Right? It has to be teachable. It has to be repeatable. All right. Now, Tim said something very interesting, which was what you're doing is moving your arrow rest down so that you're getting vein clearance. He said you're getting a cleaner arrow flight because your veins are not touching the blade at all. And that's why your group is better. What do you guys think about this? Makes sense. It does. Uh, I, I can see where Tim's coming from, but... Being the type of guy that can't read past the second sentence in a paragraph, I'm going to go with Paige and just, you know, I see the results she did and I, and it, you know, it sticks with me. I, I'm like, okay, I can see that, you know, yeah, that's easable, easily. And it's not like Paige something to do, you know, doctor or group. She's yeah, showing everyone exactly what just happened. Right, and yeah, she had both groups on the on the uh, on the target, and then you know, for I would say ninety. Plus percent of everybody has a micro adjust rest, uh-huh. laser etched marks on there. You know, you're, you're not not having to go through and um, twist cables. You know, bow right. press type of stuff or change your D loop or anything. You know, unlock yeah. the locking screw, move the adjustment up, bump it and see what happens. Fire it off. Our boy Randy Raglan said it doesn't have to have an answer. And or go the other way and then see what happens, you know? Raglan was saying there doesn't have to be an explanation. Right. All right. I think what Tim's saying is correct. I agree. There should be some kind of, like, what's the reason? There's got to be a reason for it, you know? I think... um, If you're in that mindset that you... Why? Why did that happen? Right. You know, but... um, and I think what Tim said was, oh, sorry, go on. Go no, on. sometimes the why doesn't matter, though. That's, if you get better performance out of one way or the other, who gives why doesn't yeah. matter. Run right? with it, yeah. Because it might be something unique to you as a shooter. It might be yeah. you grip, you torque the bow a certain way, mm-hmm. and that equates to this thing working for you. And I think I think that's what Randy, Randy Raglan was saying. It doesn't need to be an explanation. You know, the explanation is right there in the picture. Right. in that second group. And, uh, you know, as much as I absolutely love Tim Gillingham, I think he was right. But Paige and Randy are also right. Right. Because that might not work for everyone. Yeah. I know Austin runs his, uh, Austin Watts runs his bow like that. Yeah. For that sole reason of (laughs) avoiding vein contact. Sure. Well, that's. 
that, like Tim said, that may be the end result. Mm-hmm. But how much more vein contact did she have in the beginning? Right. And and it was, wasn't like she was kicking arrows out of there at you know thirty right. degrees so out of the bow. And that first was, group was respectable. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah great. First group, group was decent because that was a small spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a little drunk right now, so I forget where I was going with this. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw the eyes roll back in the head. There, it's like, cool. Uh, um, <laughs> I know it, it makes sense to me. Well, it, it, it just like sense. you know, um, we we've talked about in the past um, some of the guests you had on the show, um, how important it is to get a bullet hole in their paper tuning. Yeah. Some people were like, it's extremely important, and other people were like, I get it close. You know, yeah. if I can get it within a shaft size hole you know we'll just say a quarter inch hole whatever direction up now maybe maybe not such a combo maybe just a little bit up or a little bit left people are okay with that and then uh, i've seen some like i was telling you guys before some reports of we'll go to this not a very attainable bear shaft tuning you know getting your fletch shaft and your bear shaft to touch you know and then right i was remembering in the past other stories i've read of pros who were saying i can make my fletch shaft and bear shaft hit at 20 yards uh-huh. but my bow doesn't shoot well for me doesn't shoot when better it doesn't shoot better doesn't shoot you know i my groups are inconsistent yeah because uh we'll just say for instance if i shoot a bear shaft and I shoot my bullet hole or no bullet hole, whatever, and then I go shoot in group tune, and then my, and then I shoot a bear shaft, and I find it's, we'll just say it's 3 o'clock in the Pro 4. So I know when it's doing that, it's the best it's going to shoot for yeah, me. So if I, if I feel I have an issue later on, you know, I, why I have an idea, it might be the bow, I pull the, the bear shaft out, shoot it, and if it's there, you know, in that prescribed spot, I know it's not the bow. And if it moved to a different spot, then I know there's an issue with the bow, but right. but not necessarily touching. Right. What do you think, AB? I can agree with that. Yeah. I don't bear shaft tune that much, so I don't have a lot of information to add to that. Do you rely on a paper tune? At your starting point? Yeah, I always start with paper. Yeah, you go paper tune in the center shot, I'd imagine. Yep. Paper tune, then do like a walk back tune. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that is the start, should be the starting point for just about everybody. Right. And then most of the time, say you have a perfect bullet hole, then you go to that paper tune, and nearly 100% of the time, you're going to adjust your rest, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, most likely, what did that do to your perfect bullet hole? She gone. Yeah. yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Bumped it over a little. Now, what would you guys say about paper tuning, center shot, and then paper tuning again? Um, that would be tough because I think that would Alter take, your center shot? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're... Probably. Um, 
Or there might bug. be a specific tear there. I forget who said this. You know, when there's a tournament where you're shooting a bear shaft at a prescribed distance or distances, mm-hmm. then it'll become a big deal. Yeah. For for right. and this was coming from a pro. What exact pro? I don't remember, but you know. I can honestly say, this year I was able to get a bear shaft to hit with my fletch shaft. Shot worse. Did not work good for me. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm. I just going paper tune, center shot, bear shaft is my point of reference. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because if you paper tune, then go out and shoot your center shot, and then you go back to paper tune. If you moved your center shot from your walk back or whatever tune, your paper tear is going to be off, and then it's going to be in your head like, oh, I need a perfect bullet hole. Yeah. You don't need a perfect bullet hole to shoot good right. groups or consistently. You just need close right. enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that should always just be a starting point, and then you fine-tune after that. Right. Yeah, I mean, to go back, I remember reading back when I first started shooting, you know, Terry Ragsdale, who I hold in high regard, you know. I fucking love that guy. I do. He's He's also unfunny. (laughs) Poor jokes. <laughs> but he may a, have won archery shit, but he fucking loses the joke competition. Hell of a shot, <laughs> amazing shot, and shooting bows that were just, you know, uh, shit joke writer. Imagine unbelievable if had bows now back then. Oh man, I can only imagine those dudes back then that that kicked ass. Well, you know the story. You know, people say if the Indians had the bows we have now. The buffalo would all be extinct. There would be no white man left. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> I'll take a six-shooter over a compound bow any day. In fact, they would have probably been dead faster because they'd be like, hold on, hold on, i got to adjust my sight. Is my center shot on? Boom, dead. Yeah, you've watched Done. too many movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they always show those movies of the guys in the, in the, yeah. the shoot-down, you know, at the high noon, you know. Imagine if the Comanches were all freestyle shooters. <laughs> And they're like, hold on, let me range him. Let me range him. 63. Click, 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 click. Wait, wait, don't move. Don't move. Is there wind? Oh, fuck. I hate it when there's windy days. Is it raining? Well, it's okay. I just uh, can't get this hinge to go off. (laughs) Squanto shot 1536 in the rain. So. Wait until those new bone-colored arrows come in. I'm going to get them. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dude, that this episode Anyways, back to shit. Terry Ragsdale. What's Hoyt releasing this year? <laughs> <laughs> he was always uh, a proponent of not having a bullet hole. He was always a proponent of having a slightly slight tear uh-huh. because he felt it gave – the arrow a direction a bias arrow that bias. always was there coming out of the bow you can he expect goes, it yes with a perfect bullet hole he goes you know you could influence it yeah little grip little twist little face pressure you know and it would it would come out different right so that that always stuck with me so I, i've heard that too i've heard broadwater back in the day was pro slight left tear you know but it's, i i chalked that up to he was shooting a hoyt and just couldn't tune it out he's still shooting a hoyt well he is now mm. wow he's following the money baby hey hey it's a job you can't tell me you shot that matthews shot perfect bullet holes it was like oh shit 
he did say that he practiced more than he had practiced ever while shooting that Matthews, and the results were subpar. Not the same. Not not what he wanted. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. To each his own. Some people like a bow. You know, I I liken you know or liken I uh, uh, compare shooting certain bows to dancing with different types of girls and i think and you dance with a lot of girls i think dancing with a, a matthew a sometimes matthews, boys <laughs> that would be a hoy well at least they're dressed up as girls <laughs> right i think dancing with a matthews girl is or a matthews bow is like dancing with a dead girl where you do all the control you do all the dancing are you paraphrasing the tom petty song no 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 not at all but it's dancing with uh someone where you're doing singing jim a hoy is like dancing with a girl, or it's like it's like dancing with Macho Man Randy Savage dressed as a girl. All right, that dance partner is gonna body slam snap you. into a slim gym. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna snap you all over the place. You just have to be able to, you know, break fall. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough of that. What bow did you shoot when you won the national championship? Uh, I can't remember. Hmm. Okay. It you doesn't sh- matter. I've I've done. What bow were you shooting when you shot your high score in Reading? That was a podium. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Ask what boat did I shoot good and low die with? Matthews. Matthews. That baby. was. You know what the. Oh, when you was? shot the, a 924 out of 924? <laughs> well, that was just day one. You know what the answer is? I need to shoot neither. <laughs> I got to shoot a Martin, I think. Darton. No, no. No, Martin. Yeah, Martin. The. the this boy Bobby. That, yeah, yeah. I gotta follow Bob Eiler. Bobby. Del, Send this boy a, a bow. Correct. Come on, Bobby. Right. You know I always blow your shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I did a whole episode about him on. I don't. You know, nobody I else heard. got a personalized shout out from Archery Unfiltered. No, Greg Pool has. Greg Pool's gotten plenty. For their birthday. Oh. Yeah, Other than birthday. yeah, Bob Eiler. Bob Eiler. You know what? Speaking of Greg Pool, he shot really good in Fresno. What was his individual? I don't remember. I think he placed third overall in Fresno. You're incorrect. I am incorrect? Yes. Well, if I'm incorrect, I will change my tune right away. But okay. I was very much saying, like, uh, Greg Poole did a video where he's like, vein contact doesn't matter. Mm. Shoot an arrow upside down. And he shoots one upside down and it goes in. Sure. Okay. My answer I remember that, that. My answer to that is shoot all your fucking arrows upside down. And tell me you're grouping good, right? Bullshit. Not bull. Well, not bullshit, but yeah, somewhat bullshit. Otherwise, people wouldn't give a fuck about how they knock their arrows. All right, I'm going to go a little bit uh, devil's advocate. Oh, please do. And I think what he was trying to get at is trying to achieve zero fletching contact, which is probably not possible. Have you seen my bow? Have you seen the powder? Testing for there. most people, no, everyone can do it. You got more white powder on your bow than Charlie Sheen has on his dresser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, looks like an extra from uh, <laughs> Scarface. Scarface, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, but I think he was just showing, you know, all right, it's much you can do it without you know obsessing that. You yeah, you have some kind of vein contact. But I think no. him and saying it's, that, and it's attainable. I mean, there are other guys that. Who is that dude that used to shoot 3D all the time? Little guy shot a Hoyt. Uh, come on, start throwing out some names. I need a little bit little more. Guy, yeah, shooting a Hoyt. Smaller guy, 
kind of blonde, gingerish guy. Shot a Hoyt, shot ASAs, 3D dude. Took the shirt in all the time. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking about it. Where did he go? Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Come on. I, I want to say Cody, but it's not Cody. Um, no. Um, you're close. It's a white white guy name like that. Like Tanner-ish. You know, Bryce. One of those. Let's see. Phil. No. 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 George? No. Bob? No. Sally? Bartholomew. No, he's an uh, uh, actual Hoyt Pro. Um, Hoyt Pro. He's he's he does articles on Lancaster. He he's do he's a on Lancaster. Uh, close friend of Levi Morgan. Close friend of yes. Tate. Yes. Um, Pierce. David Hauser. <laughs> David. David Hauser. Wow. Bam. There you go. You oh yeah. A B with the win. Shit out all these names. I, and finally I swear. Hauser. I was just thinking. What happened to that guy? He had a kid. Homeboy powder tested like crazy. Okay. And you know that was important for him. Yeah. You know. I, I don't think everyone needs the powder test, but I do believe that shooting your arrows upside fucking down is not a good idea. No, but I was, but yeah. I, like I said, I, playing devil's advocate, I was just the message thinking, he was trying to get yeah. across, not the you know, application. Yeah, right. And with that, you know, uh, I hate saying this. With that being said, uh, Greg Poole shot really good in Fresno. You got those scores up, maybe? Yeah, yeah he shot a thirteen ten. Is that good? Yeah, it's good, but uh, ninth place. Oh, ninth place? Yeah. Mm, I oh. guess uh, if you're talking multiples of three, he got third. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, he beat me by two points, so. Yeah. It's admirable. In yeah. the past, I've, yes. I've talked a ton of shit about pool because I've said, don't give advice if you don't shoot a decent score. So I, I'll eat my words on this one. I think he shot a decent score in Fresno. He's coming to Reading to shoot, right? Yeah. I hope he shoots all three days and doesn't fucking do one day and then fucks off and does bow junkie another day or whatever, you know? Put down a decent score so we can yeah. see how he does. What, what was it, like four years ago? Um, I think one, maybe his first foray into the senior class. He shot at Vegas. He shot two 300s. He was oh, did leading, he? He was leading it going into the last day. Maybe. Last I saw, he shot like a 298, 298, and didn't shoot a day. Yeah. So, I was like, man, It's because you'd be shooting all the arrows upside down. Mm-hmm. Dummy. True. Well, anyway. You guys looking to wrap this up? I could keep going, but I think yeah. uh, for everybody yeah. else, their ears are bleeding, so they probably want us to hang out. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's laughing, but you guys are looking like uh, pretty haggard here. This is, is going to be key? one. I should get a mirror out so you can see yourself. Four fucking days of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Podcasting every day? As many days as possible. All right. I'd imagine we get a little heat stroke on a couple days and then we don't podcast. No. There'll be no heat stroke. There'll be a no heat stroke. Yeah. But I would like to podcast, keep everyone updated with how fun we're having. Yeah. I'm going to say everybody wears pants on Sunday. Mm-mm. Shorts, baby. I just bought. Oh, I was just gifted cootie shorts. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> My wife doesn't listen to this show anyway, and if she does, she definitely is not making it an hour twenty. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you guys are idiots. My wife turned this episode off an hour and twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Hill. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for both you guys giving up an hour and twenty of your time. Oh yeah, no, not a problem. I'm ready, uh, ready to do it again, and. Uh, 
Hope to see everybody out there. Come by and say hi to Wendell as I walk by. Yeah, guys. I got hats, you know. Oh, yeah. I came to sling hats. I got stickers for everyone. You have a limited amount of hats. Like seven or eight. But I don't think think I'm going to sell them all. No. You will. But, you know, everyone that shows the show love, I appreciate it. All right? Absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, Onward. Good luck this weekend. Or good luck at the blind draw. We'll do another one yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, let's we'll do another one tomorrow and we'll uh give a rundown of how the course looks. Alright, we'll get Rudy in on this shit too. Yeah. Alright, fellas. Peace. Peace. Peace.